James O'Brien on LBC. It is 12.35 and you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC. An embarrassment of riches today. No sooner do we bid farewell to Theo Usherwood than we bid a transatlantic hello to Simon Marks, our US editor, because those midterms have been... Putting multiple cats among multiple pigeons, Simon, where do you want to start? Well, I think that's absolutely right, James. They have been. Um, I mean, I suppose we should start with the failure of the Republican red wave to materialise. This was the massive wave of support that Donald Trump on the campaign trail had been calling for uh, over the past several weeks. Uh, And there is no question that it was not the night that he and the Republicans had hoped for. Now, let's be absolutely clear, it is still highly likely that the Republicans will end up controlling the House of Representatives, uh, although uh, we're still waiting for results to come in in several uh, key contested races in California and New York that will largely, uh, I think, determine the outcome of that. But uh, the smart money still thinks that the Republicans will end up with a slim majority in the House of Representatives. The Senate, however, is absolutely at this point on a knife edge. We saw uh, the Trump-backed candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz in Mm. Pennsylvania go down to defeat to Democrat John Fetterman. I mean, that in large measure was a defeat tied to the fact that the Republicans ran an even more extreme candidate in Pennsylvania for the post of governor, Uh, again, Trump-backed, endorsed and and really created, Um, but he went down to massive defeat and uh, the voters uh, clearly were shying away from Republican candidates in the state and that uh, attached itself to Dr Oz. So the good doctor's uh, hopes of finding himself sitting in the US Senate as opposed to his more normal perch in a television studio because he's the host of a syndicated medical TV show have been dashed. Um, That was the all-important Democratic Party pickup because remember going into these elections the Senate was split 50-50 so both parties needed to hold everything they had and ideally they were looking to flip a seat. Well the Democrats have flipped Pennsylvania however nail-biting hours remain because out in Nevada uh, the Republicans may flip a seat currently held by a Democrat if they do it will then be all square and all eyes will move very rapidly to Georgia uh, where the incumbent Democrat Senator Raphael Warnock is in a neck and neck race now with the Trump backed challenger Herschel Walker the former NFL Mm. uh, champion star if neither of those candidates uh, secures more than 50% of the vote as currently looks likely because there is a third-party libertarian siphoning votes away, then it goes to a runoff. And that runoff won't happen until December the 8th, so we'll be in for a month of uncertainty over which party controls the Senate. Now, the Democrats, of course, are arguing that this was, and, and, and justifiably so, a much better night for Joe Biden and the Democrats than they had dared to imagine. Joe Biden absolutely has bucked... um, historical precedent uh, and uh, has not suffered uh, what Barack Obama famously referred to as the shellacking uh, that he encountered in midterm elections when he was president of the United States. However, the caveat to all of this is that we are still looking at a situation in Georgia, for example, where Herschel Walker, a man who under normal Mm. circumstances would never 
ever have stood a snowball's chance of finding uh, himself sitting in the United States Senate. A man who has raised questions about evolution, uh, who has absolutely hewed himself to Donald Trump's, uh, adhered himself to Donald Trump's entirely false claims about election fraud in the United States. A man who is opposed to abortion under all circumstances without exceptions except two women then came forward during the course of the last few weeks to allege that he impregnated both of them and then paid for both of their abortions. A man whose own family has urged Georgia voters not to back him, calling him a serial liar and a deadbeat dad, he's still taken 48.5% of the vote in the state of Georgia. So this idea, you know, that this, yeah. that this evening was necessarily a triumph for democracy and the beginning of the end to what President Biden argued was the United States potentially embarking on the path to chaos, that is definitely an overblown argument here this morning. Chickens being counted before they've hatched. I'll come back to Herschel Walker in a moment. And he may well be your answer to this question. Has there been a measurable difference in the performance of Trump-backed Republicans and Republicans who had managed to maintain a little distance from, from the, the former president, who, of course, continues to lie about that. Uh, that election result that you... Well, it's to. very difficult, I think, to draw those conclusions yet. I mean, uh, on the one hand, uh, there are clearly Trump-backed candidates like Dr Oz, yes. who have gone down to defeat, and Doug Mastriano, the uh, Republicans' candidate for the um, governorship in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, as, as I say, as extreme a Republican candidate as they come. I mean, a man who actually uh, was at the Capitol riots on mm, January the gosh. 6th of last year. Um, so those candidates rejected in a state like Pennsylvania. But if you go up the road to Ohio, J.D. Vance absolutely endorsed and um, the winner of the Donald Trump sort of Willy Wonka golden ticket in Ohio, he romped home to victory uh, over his Democratic challenger. Um, you can look down in Arkansas where the former press secretary for Donald Trump at the White House, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, a woman who lied relentlessly to the press and to the public when she stood behind that White House podium, slavishly loyal to President Donald Trump. She's the new governor of Arkansas. So there are Trump candidates all over the map that have triumphed, and he will absolutely make that point when we hear I mean, we heard it from him last night, even while the votes were being counted. But equally, there is evidence to support the view that if the Republicans had not, in mm. some of these key races, embraced people like Dr Oz and Herschel Walker, again, people who under any normal circumstances, uh, you know, would never get closer to the US Senate than taking a guided tour of it, if they hadn't embraced those candidates and instead had gone uh, for people who had put distance between themselves and Donald Trump and his conspiracy theories, we might then be looking at a an outcome here that does not buck the historical trend and could have given Joe Biden a much larger headache. And, uh, yeah, and to, just to put that historical trend in, in context, it, it's, it's, it's close to unprecedented, the, the performance for an incumbent president. As, as you mentioned, you know, everyone from Barack Obama to Ronald Reagan got absolutely tanked in, uh, at this point in their presidencies. But, but we're not in normal times as we, as we constantly remind ourselves. I, 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 very simple question about what, what this does to Trump's potential run in 2024, because it has not gone anywhere near as well as he and his closest 
conspirators or confidants both wanted and believed it would go. But then again, he's not a normal candidate at the best of times. He's not a normal candidate, and we presume that he is still going to go ahead with next Tuesday's announcement at Mar-a-Lago, which will undoubtedly be that he's planning another run for the presidency, and he's uh, announcing his campaign to win the keys back to the Oval Office in 2024. I mean, the answer to the question of what all of this has done to Donald Trump can probably be found in the sunshine state of Florida, where Governor Ron DeSantis, first of all, the entire state turned Republican. The Democrats had a catastrophic night there last night. And Governor Ron DeSantis overwhelmingly won re-election and immediately in his victory speech hinted uh, at greater things to come. Now, there's no doubt that he is eyeing the possibility of challenging Donald Trump for the Republican Party's presidential nomination. There are other Republicans out there that may do the same, uh, including Governor Glenn Glenn Youngkin Mm. uh, of Virginia. He wasn't on the ballot last night. He wasn't up for uh, re-election. The race wasn't taking place there. Uh, You know, former Vice President Mike Pence might fancy it. Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State. So this is going to be a competitive primary and uh, Donald Trump is going to have not only to explain uh, why he didn't deliver the red wave and I think it's fair to say he didn't deliver it he is the man who has projected himself over the last several weeks and months as the leader of the opposition in a country that doesn't have one. There's no leader of the opposition here. The title doesn't exist. The, 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 the job is non-existent. So he made this campaign his, and he's going to have to explain why the Republicans in some of these races came up short. And the other problem he is unquestionably going to face is the hot breath of the Department of Justice mm. that he can already feel on his neck. I mean, one of the big questions now is, what does the Attorney General of the United States do? Will he take criminal uh, launch a criminal indictment against the former president uh, for the role that he played fomenting those riots up on Capitol Hill on January the 6th. The Department of Justice indicated they would not bring charges against Donald Trump or any members of his inner circle within a 60-day window of the midterm elections. Well, that window has now closed. So all eyes once again on the DOJ. Watch this space. Final question, Simon Marks. Um, where does Ron DeSantis stand on the big lie? Uh, He's been very careful, uh, as has Glenn Youngkin in uh, Virginia, um, to do nothing to infuriate Trump supporters, uh, but uh, to, on other issues, pander to them. So um, he's been very careful in terms of keeping distance between himself and the big lie, insisting, for example, that election integrity is very important and there's nothing wrong uh, with re-examining the country's laws on elections, but not embracing the notion that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Indeed, you'll remember the two men met and stood uh, side by side one another uh, after the recent hurricane uh, in Florida just a few weeks ago. However, in all of the uh, kind of cultural and political tropes that he embraces, he absolutely uh, panders constantly and creates straw men constantly uh, that he uh, that he knows are going to appeal to Trump voters. And at the end of the day, that's the key, right? If you want to be the successful Republican candidate in the presidential nomination who isn't Donald Trump, you've got to find a way of steering clear of some of the conspiracy theories 
but articulating messages that ring the right bells and check the right boxes for the extremists within the Republican Party that Donald Trump mainstreamed during his presidency. Simon Marks, absolutely brilliant, as always. Many thanks indeed. Um, I don't know if you're across this yourself, Simon, but I feel that we should probably spare a moment to congratulate the state treasurer of Alabama who's just been re-elected. A gentleman who rejoices in the name Young Boozer.